Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm your host, Jenna Norman, coming to you from cold and windy and blustery and snowy upstate New York. Uh, last week when I talked to you guys, it was beautiful and 60, and now it's back to winter and it's gross and I hate it. Yeah, I still live in this godforsaken state. Um, anyways, I hope you guys all had a really good week. Um, I honestly wasn't even sure I was going to do a podcast this week because it's just been a rough week, um, a rough week at work. We still have people calling in all the time because they're sick. Um, they happen to be vaccinated people continuously getting sick over and over and over and over. And honestly, I don't see an ending to it, but goodness gracious, I did 17 echoes on Monday and then I, that just burnt me out for the rest of the week. Um, 17 is a lot for one sonographer to scan. People don't understand how, um, hard it is on your body to be an ultrasound tech. Um, but if you know any ultrasound techs, they will tell you how badly it beats up your body, especially after doing 17 patients in an eight hour day. Um, so I was just burned out for the rest of the week. And then it was busy the rest of the week. So I work at a very busy hospital anyways, but our staffing is atrocious. And anyways, it burnt me out. So I wasn't even going to do a podcast this week, but um, I do enjoy doing this. And for the people who do who do listen to my podcast, I very much appreciate it. Um, anyways, all right. So this weekend ends the two weeks of my prayer and fasting with my church. Um, it's been great. I deleted Facebook Messenger and Instagram and it has been absolutely glorious. I really don't even want to reinstall them. Um, only for a few reasons I'm going to, you know, obviously because I want to promote my podcast and um, also Shell Shock CBD, who I work for. Um, I got to get back to promoting them because they're a fantastic company, veteran owned out of Texas. Use code JNorman for a discount. Um, so there's a few things I do need to get back on social media for, but I'm definitely not going to have um, the presence I used to have. And I've just, it's been wonderful, been wonderful not having uh, really any social media besides Twitter. And I just read Twitter for the most part. I don't really engage. Um, I shouldn't engage at all because it's just, there's a bunch of crazies on there. But anyways, um, it's been great. I highly recommend taking time off of social media because it is, it's just great. It's wonderful. So um, other fantastic news is both of my parents are getting baptized tomorrow. So thank you, Jesus. My parents are getting baptized. Um, and my heart could not be fuller. Um, I've been praying for this for a really, really long time. I've got a few more family members that I need to get. <laughs> um, but I am so, so happy that my parents are being baptized. Um, there's another uh, reason why I kind of just... I'm just burnt out. Um, has anyone noticed that our country is literally just falling apart? Like, just take a step back and look at what's happening in our country. You know, they throw around these words like banana republic. Um, these aren't just silly words. We we are living in idiocracy, 1984. It's a banana republic. Um the things that are happening in our country are civilization ending. Um, America is collapsing around us and only a small percentage of us can see it. And an even smaller percentage of us 
know it and are doing something to fight back against it. So that's why I continue to do this podcast, even though I barely have any listeners. Um, That's okay. You know, I don't really care. But I feel like I can't stop telling the truth. And I, I, you know, people need to know this stuff. But between the gender stuff, does our voting even matter? Pharma is just poisoning us left and right. Our food is fake. And everything is just corrupt. Like, does anyone else just have this, like, blah feeling? Like, what are we going to do about this? How are we going to stop this? Um, going to get into a little bit later about the pandemic treaty and what's going on with that. Like, if we sign that, if Biden signs that pandemic treaty, we are just so screwed. We are screwed. And there's very, very few people in Congress um, our reps that are even trying to do anything about what's going on in this country. Um, all right. So we're going to talk, I'm going to talk a little bit about antidepressants and why they're harmful. Um, there's a bunch of bills being passed or uh, being submitted into uh, the house that really no one even knows about. Um, also France has gone full communist. Um, we've had a couple more shootings this past week um, apparently, we're being lied to about the the voter scamming stuff um, for the 2020 election. I've got more Trump stuff. And let's see, what else? I got a lot of notes here. I'm going to try to blow through this as fast as possible. But then I'm going to talk about the Heat Gets Us commercial at the very end. All right. So why are uh, antidepressants so harmful besides them rarely working and they cause depression and many other psych disorders. Quitting them is very, very difficult. Um, Dr. Pierre Corey shared this article, this um, study on why antidepressants are so harmful. Um, I truly believe we have a freaking antidepressant SSRI epidemic, pandemic, whatever, in our country. Um, so many people are on antidepressants and they are, they're they're terrible for you. They're absolutely terrible for you. So I'm going to go through this article. I'm not going to read the whole thing. It's very very long, um, but just point out some some hot topics on this um, in this article. I was on antidepressants for a very long time, on and off, all the way from like 13 years old up into my mid 20s. Um, I got myself off of them with the help of uh, you know. Um, therapist who helped me get off of them because I started to realize the negative side effects that they didn't really even work and they cause a lot of other issues. Um, so SSRI antidepressants are one of the most harmful medications on the market. And because of just how many people they are given to, often for no good reason, they have had profound effect on the consciousness of our entire society. This article will review some of the more common side effects of SSRIs, such as becoming numb to life, becoming severely agitated and imbalanced, sometimes to the point of one becoming violently psychotic, losing your mind, losing the ability to have sex, and the development of birth defects. If you've noticed, most every single mass shooter in our country has been on SSRIs and other forms of medication. Um, unfortunately, due to widespread denial and psychiatry about the issues with their drugs, the common SSR side effects are often misinterpreted as a sign the individual had a pre-existing mental illness and needs more of the drug, which all too often then leads to catastrophic events for the over-medicated patient. 
Like many other stimulant drugs, um, like for example, cocaine, SSRIs are highly addictive. Because of this, patients will get severely ill when they attempt to stop them. Withdrawals, of, withdrawals affect roughly half of SSRI users and is often extremely difficult to withdraw from them. Um, in this article, I will cover the approaches I know for that, since very few resources exist for people in this situation. When I tried to wean myself off of my um, I was taking Zoloft at the time, I think, if I can remember correctly. I've been on a lot of them. Zoloft, Effexor, um, do, 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 uh, Cymbalta. There was another one. I can't think off the top of my head. Oh, Prozac. I was on Prozac and then tried to kill myself. Um, getting off of these, you get very, very sick, um, like super nauseous. You have withdrawal symptoms like you would from like a hard drug, like heroin, stuff like that. It's not good. It's very dangerous. Um, so recently I discussed the dirty secret of SSRI antidepressants. They cause psychotic violence, which typically results in suicide and sometimes in horrific homicide. Remarkably, this side effect was discovered in their clinical trials, covered up by drug companies, and then covered up by the FDA after the agency received the deluge of complaints, 39,000 just in the first nine years once the first SSRI Prozac hit the market. However, since that psychotic violence um, has such a distinct and alarming side effect, it motivated many of the families who died to sue the drug companies and get proof the pharmaceutical industry had indeed covered this up to protect the sales of their lucrative antidepressants. As a result, uh, we have much we have a much clearer picture of what actually happened with the SSRIs than many of the other terrible pharmaceuticals on the market. So in this article, there's all these graphs. Um, it says, for example, in a survey of 1,829 patients on antidepressants, 62% re reported sexual difficulties. That's true. Your um, sex drive, like tanks, 60% um, felt emotionally numb. Um, you get this zombie effect where you feel nothing. 52% uh, did not feel like themselves. Also true, 39% cared less about others. 47% had experienced agitation and 39% had experienced suicidal ideation. Um, most importantly, the respondents to that survey reported that their prescribers did not warn them about these side effects. When they don't. They don't tell you about these side effects. They just tell you they're completely safe. Um, as I know, many people have been severely impacted by these drugs and gaslighted by the doctors they sought care from, especially when they dealt with one of the most challenging aspects of the addicted drug, addictive drugs, how you get off of them. Um, so I'm just going to scan through this article here. A review of 29 published and 11 unpublished clinical trials containing 3,704 patients who received Paxil and 2,687 who received a placebo, an equal proportion of patients in both groups left their study early. And um, it says, suggesting Paxil's benefits did not outweigh its side effect, and that compared to a placebo, 77% 77 more stopped the drug because of its side effects, and 155% more stopped because they experienced suicidal tendencies. Another study of 7,525 patients found that 56% of them chose to stop taking the SSRI within four months of being prescribed. An international survey of 3,516 people from, a, um, from 14 patient advocacy groups found that 44% had permanently stopped taking the psych drugs due to its side effects. 
And a survey of 500 patients found that 81.5% were unsure if their antidepressants worked or were even necessary. So put it differently, if patients feel worse on a medication they're taking to feel good than you... um, than you do without it. That means the trials proclaiming the medications made patients feel better were a fraud. Um, unfortunately, this is a big money maker. Pretty much any person that goes to the doctor, you leave with some form of drug, usually an SSRI. Um, you have violent behavior, and there's all these studies that show the violent behavior tendencies. They can cause bipolar disorder, sexual dysfunction, emotional anesthesia, um, I definitely experienced that. I was just numb. There's also, they cause birth defects. I'm sure your doctor's not telling you about birth defects. Um, the withdrawals are terrible. Um, so the withdrawals feel like an electric shock in your arms, legs, or head. Um, dizziness, mild to severe visual problems, large number of sensitivities to light, heat, and uh, food, anxiety, which comes and goes, sometimes in intense surges, difficulty sleeping or vivid, frightening dreams, low mood, feeling unable to be in, be interested in, or enjoy things, a sense of being physically unwell, rapidly changing moods, spontaneously weeping spells, attacks of sheer terror, sudden plunges into unprecedented contentless black holes of pure dread. If you've ever experienced that, you know that that is just not a good place to be. Um, Anger, sleeplessness, tiredness, loss of coordination, and headaches, feelings that things are not real, uh, difficulty concentrating, suicidal thoughts, queasiness or indigestion, a feeling of inner restlessness or inability to stay still, um, and crippling muscle pains or spasms. Um, All true. I experienced all of them. They're terrible to get off, yet these doctors are just handing these drugs out like candy. Um, And this article says what he finds particularly interesting is how many of these approaches overlap with what frequently needs to be done to heal the COVID-19 vaccine injury, which in turn speaks to how poorly equipped our conventional medical system is to deal with complex neurological illnesses. What follows are our insights in dealing with this complex and challenging illness. Um, If you'd like this article, I can send it to you. Um, It's just these kind of things just really upset me with the medical industrial complex. They just everyone that goes to see their doctor gets put on some form of pill and it just it just it's sickening. Um, This is a quote from Dr. Mercola. Most clinical drug trials found effectiveness of antidepressants is on par with the placebo. So these pharmaceutical companies are making billions and billions of dollars on handing out these SSRIs to anyone that goes to the doctor and says they feel sad um, or has anxiety. If you aren't sad and have don't have anxiety in this culture, then show me your secrets. But everyone experiences these. There's other ways to cope. We don't need to just put every person on an SSRI, especially teenagers and young adults because then they go down this road of being addicted to these things. They're terrible to get off. They cause terrible, terrible side effects. It's just bad. Um, this needs, this needs to stop. Um, all right. We're going to get into more of the news and politics now. Um, two different bills have been introduced, which could be key ways to getting some COVID reckoning and accountability and getting to the bottom of the sudden death data. 
First, Iowa Senator Kevin Alans, I think that's how you say his last name, introduced SF-2271 to require the health department to gather immunization records and dates as part of death certificate data. So that's one good thing that we have going for us here. Hopefully that passes. And then number two, Wyoming Rep Sarah Penn and members of the Wyoming Freedom Caucus have introduced a bill requiring that mRNA shot recipients who donate blood have that blood marked, thereby allowing people to request non-contaminated blood. This is super important because I do not want, if I ever had to have a blood transfusion, I don't want it to be someone who is vaccinated with the COVID-19 vaccine. Um, So this is progress. Hopefully this will get somewhere because um, I, I don't want blood from someone who's had their DNA altered. And then I receive a blood transfusion to save my life and end up with crazy cancer that's going to turn around and kill me anyways. Like I want clean blood. Is that too much to ask? <laughs> um, all right. Moving right along. Thomas Massey, who is one of the best, the best men in the world. Um, he says the House was supposed to vote on whether the U.S. government must get a warrant to search for your private communications that were collected in the digital dragnet. Did anyone even know that this was a thing? You know, I didn't, but I follow Thomas Massey, who's extremely informed, and he's like the only one on our side. Um, It would have been a landmark vote to show which members faithfully uphold the Constitution, but just as Massey was debating the Speaker, um, just as Massey was debating, the Speaker yanked the bill and canceled the rest of Congress for the week. Um, You can speculate on why that happened, but um, so I don't know what's going to happen with that bill. I will keep an eye on that. But basically, the government wants to spy on you without a warrant, um, which they already are. But um, we need these uh, rules and regulations in passed into law so we can have our freedom of privacy and speech. Um, but the government doesn't want us to have any of that. So more from Tom Massey. There's an impending rule requiring electronic ID tags for cattle, which means farmers will become serfs to multinational corporations. Um, The serialized tags will also be used as government permits, not just IDs. Representative Massey and Representative Hageman Hageman are working to defund this mandate. It says Massey's principal concern is how these electronic tags will hurt small farmers, many of whom chose to operate in line with more traditional farming practices despite the greater expense. Um, A rule requiring electronic ear tags will do to cattle and bison what the central bank digital currency does to our dollar, Massey told the American conservative. The sale of animals can be monitored and blocked if farmers are not compliant. Compliance with 100 regulations won't be possible outside of a corporation, and farmers will become serfs to the corporations. Together with Wyoming's congressman, Harriet Hageman, Massey petitioned to amend a USDA appropriations bill to defund any electronic tag mandates in 2023, an amendment which failed to pass. A spokesperson from Massey's office said the Kentuckian will continue to fight to defund the mandate, which is the only real political recourse, stopping the train of the Federal Register, where the rule is to be placed, will involve circling all the political wagons. Um, You know, what freedoms do we have left? in this country? It's a serious question. Um, We can even have a damn cow without having to register it with the government. Um, You can't build a shed out back, you know, unless you live out where I do, without getting a permit to like 
build a small structure on your land. Some places you can't collect rainwater. You can't buy and sell raw milk. This is just fucking ridiculous. Um, there's so many stupid laws and regulations in this country. It it's just it's out of control. It's out of control. Um, our representatives are constantly selling us, selling us out to big government, and we're this we're beyond broken. The government's just out of control. It's out of control. And you know, most of it's being funded with our tax, with our freaking tax money too. Um all right, France. Um, so France is going crazy. Um, any criticism of mRNA plat so this is from France. Any criticism of mRNA platform is punishable to up with three years of imprisonment in forty five thousand euros. Um as a fine. Article 4 is a, is central to a new law, which was first deleted but then reinstated. This creates a new criminal offense and criminalizes the request to stop or refrain from therapeutic or prophylactic, prophylactic medical treatment, as well as the request to use practices that are presented as therapeutic or prophylactic. This means that any resistance to mRNA treatment or other corporate medical methods can be criminalized in the future. Um, so medical fascism returns to the to the EU. It looks like they're all aligning themselves with the WHO's pandemic treaty that is soon to be signed in May, and Biden is probably going to sign it, um, unfortunately. They only need 51% of countries to approve the WHO pandemic treaty and the amendments to the international health regulations to win a majority vote. If this is signed, democracy will be dead in 193 countries around the world. Um, there's a bunch of articles of the pandemic treaty, but they're created to make us think we are winning and to make us slow down in educating our friends and family of this attack on humanity. Um, we need to be talking more about this pandemic treaty because if this goes through, um, basically the who will take control and they can declare a pandemic for anything and they will have com complete control over locking us down medications, mandates. This is very bad news, guys. Very bad news. Um, I did a podcast, this is going back a ways, on the pandemic treaty. Um, so if you want to go look that up, I go way more in depth, but not good. Not good, guys. Um, all right. Moving along with all the wonderful news. Um, there's so much wonderful news. So there was another transgender shooter that the mainstream media does not want you to know about uh, for obvious reasons, but this uh, shooter was a tr was a transgender person, apparently a Bernie supporter. I can't figure out if it's a girl pretending to be a boy or a boy pretending to be a girl. I've read so many articles and they all say something different. I don't know. But the shooter went to Joel Olstein's Lakewood Church, brought his or her daughter and the daughter got shot. Um, she was five. Um, she's at a hospital right now. She's alive as we speak, um, praying for her full recovery, of course. Um, the individual is identified as Genesee Moreno, who was previously known as Jeffrey. So I'm guessing it's a guy pretending to be a girl. 
It's very confusing. Uh, the child's in critical condition. The gun that was used to carry out the mass shooting allegedly had Free Palestine written on it. Back in 2020, Moreno shared a photo of Bernie Sanders on Instagram with the caption, I want him in office as the U.S. president. Um, the Bernie thing's not really important, but the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about this shooter because he's a transgender person. Um this seems to be happening a lot lately. Also, I can guarantee you that that person is taking some form of SSRIs. Um, we have a problem in this country. We have a transgender violence problem in this country. We have a mental health problem in this country, along with all the other problems we have in this country. Um, and also, Joe Oldstein sucks. Anyways, but I'm glad no one else got hurt. Um there was another shooting at the Chiefs Super Bowl parade, which the mainstream media doesn't want to talk about that either, um, because the shooters were black gang members. Um, the only shooters that they will talk about are white people. Um, if they're a white Christian, the mainstream media will plaster them all over the news. If they are illegal, if they're black, if they're transgender or non-binary or whatever they identify as, they will not talk about them. Um, the only thing they do talk about is taking away our gun rights and that we have a gun problem. Um, no, we don't have a gun problem. We have a people problem. We have a mental illness problem. We have a criminal problem. Criminals don't follow laws. No matter how many laws we have on the books, criminals are going to break them. They just, these people just want to unarm law-abiding citizens and leave us defenseless against the bad people that want to do bad things. Um, Black Americans account for 60% of firearm homicides each year. And black people account for 13% of the U.S. population. But no one wants to have that conversation. No one, no one wants to have that conversation. Um, I'll have that conversation. We have an inner city black people shooting other black people problem. Um, we have a transgender shooting people problem. Um, we have a mental health problem. We have a big pharma problem. Um, but no one wants to address those things. It's just instantly take the guns. Not happening. You're not coming to take our guns. Um, all right. Moving right along. Boy, I'm in a mood today. Sorry, guys. <laughs> apparently, I need, I'm in a mood. Um, all right. So apparently, uh, the movie by Dinesh D'Souza, 2000 Mules, was a scam. Um, true the vote. They were. Um, they're a group where Dinesh D'Souza got his information and investigations from to make the documentary. The True the Vote people stated in court this week that they have no evidence of election fraud. Uh, they've offered no counter evidence. And the Steve Day Show invited them on his show to explain themselves. And they have not answered his request. I'm going to play you a video from the Steve Day Show, which is my favorite podcast. Um, I want you to listen to this. It's a little bit long. I'm going to start it over. Um, all right. On the montage where I wonder, did we get bamboozled? True the Vote is that organization behind the documentary film 2000 Mules, which debuted in 2022. The central claim of the documentary is that 2000 mules were paid to illegally collect ballots and deliver them to drop boxes in key swing states ahead of the 2020 presidential election. Well, now True the Vote has told a Georgia judge 
it doesn't have evidence to support its claims of illegal ballot stuffing during the 2020 general election and a runoff two months later. Texas-based True the Vote filed complaints with Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger in 2021, including one in which it said it had obtained a detailed account of coordinated efforts to collect and deposit ballots in drop boxes across Metro Atlanta during the November 2020 election and a January 2021 runoff. A Fulton County Superior Court judge in Atlanta signed an order last year requiring True the Vote to provide evidence it had collected, including the names of people who were sources of information. Now, in their written response, attorneys for True the Vote said the group had no names or other documentary evidence to share. All right, I want to discuss something that was in your montage, Aaron, and is kind of personal to me. Um, and I'm glad you put it in the montage. This is something, I, you know, I stuck my neck out. Most of the time, Aaron used to book the show. Todd does it now. 80%, if not more, of the people they book, I give them total freedom. I trust them to know what you guys want to hear, who I want to talk to. And they, whoever was in charge of booking the show, and in, in this era, it's Todd right now, has a lot of unilateral freedom. Every now and then, I will make a suggestion or even make a request and say, hey, let's get this person. And this was one of them. I watched 2,000 Mules. I found it very compelling. I wanted to get the group on, true the vote behind it. We had them on. And I feel as if, if I'm going to bring somebody on this show. You know, I've had one rule over the years is, is I, I will be professional and respectful no matter what you say on the show provided as a guest and you'll get your time provided you don't lie to me or my audience doesn't mean you can't you can believe things i think are lies but i mean your intent is to deceive you're running a grift you're running a scam you're trolling us um you're patronizing us you're a deceiver some you know category there short of that people are you know are typically treated very respectfully on the show. You may get questions you're not comfortable with, but you're you're treated pretty respectfully. And so I I brought this group on at my request, had them booked via Todd. I gave them a platform here and I gave them access to you. This is different than me personally who work as someone who worked closely with Jason Miller on the cruise campaign. And to see him testify to the January 6th commission in a mask that, well, we knew all along that Donald Trump lost. And we even told him that. That, that bothered me just because I know this cat. But now this is different. I didn't give Jason Miller a platform. I gave these people one, though. And... To see them go into court in Georgia, of all places, I mean, the, the, the two places where most of the complaints about the 2020 election are, are sequestered is Pennsylvania and Georgia. There's others, Arizona, Nevada, but most of the, most of the actions have taken place in Pennsylvania and Georgia that we talk about. And to see them go into a court of law and say, we have no evidence to support our claims. Folks, 
Why did people go to that rally on January 6th? Because they were concerned that their votes weren't being counted properly. And the election process lost integrity. That's why they went there. And then while they were there, within a small minority of the tens of thousands there, a riot breaks out. There are people in prison cells. People went to prison because they went to a rally that was about, they thought, stopping the steal. Now, let me say again, before I ever heard about Lynn Wood, before I even before I thought release the Kraken was just a was only a reference to Clash of the Titans. We set I sat here on election night on the blaze, very concerned with what I was seeing from Antrim County, Michigan to Arizona. I remain very concerned, and no one's alleviated my concerns about the chain of custody of these various mail-in ballots, their seemingly unique uniformity. They were like, we, we had less of a rejection rate of mail-in ballots in the highest mail-in ballot turnout election in American history than we do an average election. And anybody who's done any form of ergonomics, any form of productivity studies knows you don't get more efficient with something the first time you have to mass reproduce it. That just is not how human nature works. Yet we're being told that's how it worked in 2020. None of those concerns have been addressed, in my view. But here's what we have seen. We've seen Mike Lindell essentially go bankrupt for producing no results. And I know you guys are going to email me conferences and everything else. Uh, he's produced nothing in any court whatsoever, on any forum whatsoever. I like Mike. I have nothing personal against Mike. It breaks my heart what's happened to him. I also broke my heart to see him become so crazy for Donald Trump that he accused Ron DeSantis of uh, stealing the election in Florida. That was kind of my tap out. But I still sleep on my pillow every night at home. But he's going bankrupt. People went to prison and are still there. Jason Miller tells under oath the January 6th commission, current senior advisor to candidate Donald Trump, that they all knew Trump lost and told him that. And now true the vote says we have no evidence. Todd, I want you to contact them and try to get them back on the show. Okay. My guess is they won't do it, but I want answers to this. I put them on the show. I gave them a platform. I bought into it and by extension sold it to this audience. We need some answers to this. And we've sat here for the last four years and every time there's another loss like the special election in New York three the other night, a bunch of you text me or email me, tweet me, well, it's their ballot harvesting scheme. What's been done? What has the Trump operation done for the last four years of preparation to counter that? I'll answer it for you, nothing, nothing. What has happened is true the vote told the Georgia court it has no evidence. Jason Smith told the January 6th commission also under oath, they knew he lost and told him that. Mike Lindell has nearly gone bankrupt producing nothing, nothing. I'm, I'm very, I'm just, People are in prison for this, prison. People's lives are over for this. People have had their lives destroyed for this. People whose lives may never recover from this. 
What are we doing here? What are we doing here? All right. So now you guys know why I listen to Steve Dace. Um, his podcast is the absolute best. Um, but what, like, what the hell? So all this is just a big giant lie. Um, Trump's done nothing to fix the election integrity. Yeah, he's supposed to just pull off this massive win in 2024. Um, we're going to it's going to be a bloodbath. We have zero chance of winning 2024 with Trump. Um, and as far as I know, True the Vote has not um, responded to Todd from Steve Dace's show to come on and explain themselves. Um, they have not answered his request yet. So I don't know, it's just disappointing to see all that play out. And then, you know, and then we we've known for months and months now that Trump's team told Trump that he lost, yet they kept running with this and got a bunch of money for Stop the Steal. And then the Stop the Steal money apparently went to Melania's stylist. Like just he's using you guys that donate to him to pay for all his legal stuff and his lifestyle. Stop giving your money to Donald Trump, guys. Just stop. Um, we should have went with DeSantis. We're we're screwed. We're absolutely screwed. Um, all right. So continue with the Trump stuff. Um, just this week, Trump endorsed giving Ukraine $60 billion at a North Charleston rally. He says, um, do it this way. Loan them the money. If they can make it, they pay us back. If they can't make it, they don't have to pay us back. So basically, Trump just wants to further the Ukraine war. I thought he was against giving money to to the Ukraine war. Um, but he states right there in his rally that he wants to give them even more money. Um, what are we doing here? <laughs> what are we doing? Trump sucks. Um, okay, also, Trump announced his picks to replace Ronna McDaniel for the RNC chair. Um, she has set to step down after the South Carolina primary. Um, he has chosen Michael Watley. I don't know much about him. Um, but also his daughter-in-law, Lara Trump. Um, please, can we not have like the Trump dynasty going on here. Um, Trump's turning his G turning the GOP into his family business. And Laura Trump already said that all the money that the RNC raises will go to Trump and no other Republican candidates. Um, the RNC money will solely go to fund Trump's legal battles and pay for his fines. And it, this is all about getting his hands on the money. Like Trump and his mafia style influence need to be eradicated from this party in I, I can't wait for the day. Um, Trump is a cancer on the GOP. He wants to install people that are loyal to him and are not interested in furthering conservative policies. And it just needs to stop. It, it's baffling how people can't see this. Um, and now Trump has lost again in court. Um, this was yesterday. This was the New York real estate case. He has to pay $354 million plus $4 million each for Eric and Trump Jr. And then Trump cannot run any companies in New York for three years. Uh, this Grant Cardone guy who looks like a billionaire dude um, <laughs> has started a GoFundMe for Trump. Like, seriously, a GoFundMe for a billionaire? Please. 
Um, he has a private jet and like 17 golf courses, but wants boomers that are living paycheck to paycheck to give him money. And that's just disgusting. Um, a lot of people are saying Trump did nothing wrong and it's a witch hunt. You know, they keep saying it's a witch hunt. But, um, you know, some of this is, some of it is, um, some of it's not. Um, so he did do things wrong. He committed fraud. Real estate fraud is a crime and people get charged for it every day. Um, you can't knowingly inflate your assets by huge amounts to get better interest rates from the bank, saving you millions of dollars in interest over the life of the loan. Um, it's absolutely illegal. It doesn't matter if the underwriters fail to catch it. It's still a crime. Passing the underwriters does not somehow negate the crime of fraud. Um, now, would these charges have been brought if Trump wasn't public enemy number one of the Democrats? Probably not. But Trump is the most divisive, combated, combative, and hated Republican in decades, and he's made lots of enemies. Um, when you're hated like that, you're going to be under the microscope if people are going to dig around and come after you. And they don't have to dig very deep. Trump has been shady his entire career. Um, he was involved in over 4,000 lawsuits in state and federal courts before he even ran for office. Charges ranged, ranged from fraud to stiffing contractors and all types of lawsuits. He's been known for this for decades. His questionable business dealings, combined with his reckless immoral behavior and disregard for the law and constitution, as well as his ego and his arrogance, all combined to create a target-rich environment for his enemies. Um, political prosecution or le legit crimes. Um, both things can be true at the same time. It can be true that he's guilty of real estate fraud and other charges down the road. And it can also be true that he wouldn't have been charged with these crimes if he wasn't running for president. Um, he's got a ton of skeletons in his closet, and it's pretty naive to think that the opposition won't exploit that. That's why we should have nominated someone who gets stellar results without all the baggage and doesn't step on a rake over and over and over. Um, so good luck. You guys picked him. Um, it's going to be like this the rest of the rest of the year with Trump and all of his court cases and he's never going to win. And then we're going to get four more years of Biden and it's going to suck. And wow, I am depressing today. Jeepers. Sorry guys. <laughs> um, okay. Moving along. Um, the first release of the COVID be safe data is available, but I haven't had a chance to go over it yet. So I'm going to cover that next week. But the COVID select subcommittee had a two hour hearing, which was extremely disappointing. Um, the Republicans suck, basically. Uh, the questioning was ignorant and simplistic. It's clear that most of them have not studied the vaccine injury issue at all. Um, more concerning is the chairman spent more time running cover for the rogue agencies and their grotesque agendas and the smug bureaucrats than they did asking smart and tough questions about the VAERS, V-SAFE, mismanagement, and blatant corruption. Um, it just sucks. It, it, we're not going to get anywhere with that. Um, there was one part that was a little bit, um, <laughs> terrible yet, um, unbelievable. Um, but the FDA director, Dr. Peter Mark, says they received an avalanche of adverse event reports after the COVID-19 vaccines were released. He says, quote, we tried to be prepared for that, but the avalanche of reports was tremendous. Um, they have an avalanche of reports that this vaccine is harming and killing people, yet the government is still advertising it and recommending it. Um, these people are murderers. 
They're literally murderers. And they got away with it. And these hearings do absolutely nothing. They do absolutely nothing. Um, all right, a couple headlines quick. They have impeached Alejandro Mayorkas. He's the Secretary of Homeland Security for his border disaster. But it's not going to pass in the Senate. And even if he did get impeached in the Senate, they'll just Biden will the Biden administration will just install someone else who sucks and nothing will get done. Um inflation. This is a report, newest report for inflation. Inflation is up 17.6% overall, 33.7% for food, 32.8% for energy, 27.1% for electricity, and 18.7% for shelter. Um, that's terrible. That's terrible. Everything's so expensive. I was just bitching about our national grid bill um, with a bunch of people because it just keeps going up and up, even though we're loot, we're using less and less because we got a wood stove. Um, it's just sickening. It's just sickening. Pretty soon we're not going to be able to afford anything. Um, all right. Last topic of the day. Um, the heat gets us commercials during the Super Bowl. Did you guys see those? Um, these were, there's some people on the side of, oh, it's teaching people about Jesus. Well, it's teaching about the wrong stuff. Um, these commercials were blasphemous. Um, let me get to my notes here. It's, uh, these, these commercials are a sick, woke fantasy, and they're using cons- Christianity as a shield to shit on conservatives. Um there's all these different images. There is a black man getting his feet washed by a police officer, a transgender person getting their feet washed by a young, pretty blonde white girl, um, a girl getting her feet washed outside of an abortion clinic by an older white woman protesting abortion, a drug addict getting their feet washed by a young, another young white girl. Um, an illegal immigrant mother getting off the bus from over the border and getting her feet washed by another white person. Um, an Islamic family getting their feet washed by a Christian family. Uh, a gay black man getting his feet washed by a priest. Um, each slide contained a left-wing talking point and the imagery used to make them look superior and us to be look like humble slaves. Um, this is like humiliation porn for liberals. Um all of this imagery is a not so subtle attack on conservative Americans. The commercial has nothing to do with Jesus and is essentially an excuse to tell conservatives that they are lesser than and must kneel at the feet of liberals and their ideology. And people wonder why conservatives are sick of this woke bullshit. Um, this was just disappointing to see. Um, Jesus washed the feet of his disciples, not the multitudes of unrepentant sinners and the ad as this ad depicts. Um, instead, for them, he freely offered him, himself up as a living sacrifice for their sins, which the ad never points out to them. It affirms them in their sin. It's just vile and repulsive and heretical and offensive. Um, also, this is being funded by very, very wealthy, quote-unquote, Christians. Um, one of the donors is David Green, who's a multi-billionaire who owns Hobby Lobby, and there was other anonymous um, rich people who donate to this group. Um, it's bullshit. This whole, he saves us or he gets us stuff is, is bullshit. Um, 
a real pastor made a He Saves Us video, which is much better. And if I had the ability to show you guys videos, I would show this to you. But his video depicted these people actually repenting and being saved by the grace of God through Jesus Christ. There was a former witch, a KKK member, a drug addict, a gang leader, an abortionist, a drag queen, and a prostitute, porn stars, a jihadist, and many others who gave up that lifestyle, repented, and were saved by Jesus and got baptized. Um, The most important part of Christianity in Jesus is repentance. Repentance for our sins and believing that Jesus saved us. He doesn't excuse bad behavior in sins, like the he gets us ad thing claims. He saves us because we repent and then we do better. And he holds us to a higher standard because he loves us. The whole he gets us thing is just a bunch of a bunch of BS. Um, So I kind of maybe should have put some good news in here for you guys. I really there's not a lot of good stuff going (laughs) going on in the country right now. that's that's all my news. I feel like I really should go find something good to talk to you guys about. Um, today's my niece's birthday. Um, that's good news. My parents are getting baptized. That's good news. Um, I guess we just need to find the good in the you know in our own lives. Um, the snow's not good. I'm staring at it right now. It's miserable. <laughs> I need a vacation. I think I need a vacation. Um, so that does it for the news this week, guys. Um, so I hope you have a good week and a shout out to Shellshock CBD. Use code Jane Norman for a discount. We all need a little THC and some CBD in our lives to deal with all this crap going on. Um, we'll get through this. I really do. I think, you know, I think God's hand of judgment is on our country right now because there's just so much sinning going on. Um, and the more people that we can spread the word about Jesus and repentance and, you know, turning back to God, the better off our country is going to be. But I think we're in for a rough year, guys. I think we're in for a rough year. Um, So stay strong, get in his word, encourage others, um, do good where you can, see a need, fill a need, Um, just be good people and stick together, prep, get food, guns, ammo, (laughs) all the things. Um, and we'll we'll get through this. We'll weather the storm because I think we will get through this and it'll be better on the other side. But we're going to have to go through some really tough uh, growing pains and some rough waters here to get to the other side. So, um, all right, I'm going to go spend the rest of the day with my husband. We're going to go to lunch and, you know, do some other fun stuff this weekend. So I hope you guys have a great week. And that's all I have for you. I'll see you next time on The Next Generation. <laughs>